Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 209. That is 209. It is the ENS Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm delighted to be joined for the first time. So be nice people. Be nice listeners. For the first time by a new person at the end of the line, Mr. Liam Key, welcome. Welcome to the Express and Star Wolves Little Poddy family. That mate, there's only been a few of you guys who have been on this show. So you're in um you're in uh, very special uh, uncharted waters because you have been covering a little bit of a club uh, this season that is let's be honest Absolutely terrible. Tell the peeps, where have you come from? Where have you come the, from? The mighty Super Saddlers Warsaw Football Club, um, 19th in League Two. It's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of a step up, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, Liam, Liam is on the show. Um, Joe's taking a little bit of time off. It's been a long couple of years, really. Um, he's taking a little bit of time off. So I uh, wish him well. Uh, have a bit of a relax, mate. Well deserved. Uh, Liam's going to be joining us. Uh, for the next three podcasts until we until we break for the summer, uh, is it three? Is it three? Yeah, it's three. One, two. Yeah, probably three podcasts. You are going to be at Spurs on Sunday. You're going to be at Everton on Wednesday. You're going to be at Man United. I mean, you've picked your games, mate. To be honest, forget Barrow and Scunny. I mean, you are uh, welcome to the big time. No, there's no more. There's no more. And we've done a podcast, a few podcasts, mate, with Warsaw. No more 400 listeners, mate. Ten times that. Welcome <laughs> to 4,000 listeners. 4,000 listeners. So, um, for the for the peeps who who haven't met you, Liam, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. And and I know you try and cover it up, being Warsaw correspondent. And fair play, I can understand it. But who is your team? They might have seen you before doing a little bit of fill-ins at Wolves. But um, yeah, who is Liam Keane? Well, um, oh yeah, as I say, cover Warsaw. I this season I've done two Wolves games, haven't I? I did Fulham at home. Was it a one 0 win? I think Pedro Neto goal. Very good, very good. Three three away at Brighton. Okay, well that's that's, um, more, that's probably fifty five percent of the goals that we've seen this season. Yeah, so that's exactly. Okay. Um, I've done a two baggies games. I'm not sure we should speak about that. No. And. Shit. My team, of course, I am a Wolves fan. Hooray! Um, <laughs> they'll be very happy to hear. I have currently half a metre away from me, just behind me on a wall, a signed shirt from the uh, the promotion season championship under Nuno. I see, um, this is great because when we do when we do side by sides, uh, doing post match reaction, you've got to you've got to move it because you've got a couple of shirts, so we have to I we do. have to record with like a, a Christian Vieri shirt behind you because you can't have the Wolves shirt behind you doing Warsaw. I'm giving you all the tricks of the trade. There might be some Saddlers fans who are listening to this thinking, uh, why why um why do you give away uh, twenty quid on 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 the Warsaw podcast and I'm giving away a Portugal holiday on this one? Yes, a Portugal holiday. On this podcast, but that's because Liam, it's a special show. You are here, and um, and you also, and I, I put this on Twitter last night. Look, I mean, it's a doppelganger for people who do like Line of Duty. Please explain, because this is this is astonishing. Let's let's cut through the fat here, Judah. You're just saying I'm, I'm a handsome young man. Let's just let's just you know, that's what you're saying. Wow. Uh, and and I mean, say it to the wow. peeps. Let everyone know. That's what okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Liam. Um, 
Liam and and I will take some some um, some photographic evidence of this uh, when we meet. Probably against Man United, might be at Everton. Uh, I'm not there on on Sunday because uh, you only get one press pass, and you you are you will be there. Um, however, Liam Keane wears the tightest jeans <laughs> you have ever seen in your entire. No. Liam, how old are you now? Twenty five. Uh, 24, 24, I'll be 24, 24 years old. I mean, you talk about the sea shanties. This is unbelievable. No, this is no, painted no, 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 no. on, painted on Levi 501s. But I don't know, I don't know how you actually get into them. It's like a Ross Geller moment with those with those latex rubber pants and friends, which by the way, I'll watch the reunion. I don't mind that. Um no. And it's astonishing, mate. I mean, you see everything. I mean, there's not a lot to see, but you see no. everything. No, no, no. That's not what you said to me. You don't see everything. You know, oh, I, I, I give a little bit away. You know, it's give like a little Ned bit Flanders away. Flanders putting on the it. ski suit, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just astonishing. I give a little bit away, and you know, I, uh, you know, I, I please the, uh, the, the general public. I give a little bit away, um, but I keep most of it for the, the, the nearest and dearest. As I, yourself, Jude, being one of them, of course. Absolutely. Um, I, I... I was listening. I, I do listen to quite a few podcasts. Uh, not not a lot of Wolves ones actually, but I, I listen to um, a lot of baseball podcasts. And I, I, I've just realised that after listening to them for literally five or six or seven years, that their banter they get nervous about talking just general chit chat for a, probably when it goes over a minute. I, I'm in eight, nine, ten minutes a week. Maybe maybe we should maybe we should stop this. Maybe we should get down to the nitty gritty. But no, I'm not. I'm not. Do you know why? Because I had to continue stories. And from last week, Liam, and you probably won't know this because you weren't here, but I know you listen every week, don't you? So you probably are aware. Right, okay. Um, I had two holidays booked before the green the green list came out uh, of countries we could travel to. Well, I, I've got a story for you, Liam. <laughs> um, so so I, I booked Morocco and I booked Portugal to go to. Um, Morocco, a lovely hotel uh, in Marrakesh, uh, the Shangri-La, uh, which uh, I'm sure few, some people will know. Lovely hotel, delicious. Anyway, can't go because obviously it's not on the on the green list. However, Portugal was so so you you do your. There's a lot of refunds you can get these days. Great, so cancel that on Expedia, no problem. We're going to Portugal, fantastic. So going to Portugal the day after the season finishes. So that will be Monday after the Man United on the Sunday. Lovely. Me, the missus, mum, going away. Fly to Porto. We're going to go to the Douro Valley. We're going to do a bit of wine tasting. Monday to Saturday. Stay a night in Porto on the Saturday night. Do a bit of sightseeing. Sunday we fly home. Perfect. Lovely. Everyone's a winner, right? Everyone's a winner. Well, it sounds nice. What the hell happened two days ago? What the hell happened two days ago? I'll tell you what happened. The bloody Champions League final got moved from Istanbul to Porto oh, you'd love to see on the it. Saturday night. So I, I'm I'm in this five-star luxury, beautiful hotel. I'm now fifteen thousand hammered, hammered supporters. Not only being around Porto and boozing it up, but also getting back in the hotel and going to the airport the next morning. They are going to be hanging, and I'm going to be there. In a nice little Ralph Lauren jacket, you know, my 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 my, my tight but not Liam Keane tight, nice, mm. you know, khaki pants, and um, and, and it's just going to be an absolute shit show. I mean, oh, it's it's horrendous. I'm absolutely devastated. I'm trying to change the flights, mate. I've had enough. Well, you know, I think you're whinging for no reason. In it, you've really? got an opportunity. You've got a really good opportunity to go out on the lash with the lads. Get in there mate, with the Chelsea Massive. Mate. 
Get I'm, in there with I the mean, I, you know, I'm a very much a beer drinker, like oh, yeah, man, yeah, of, man of the public, mate. So yeah, <laughs> I'm quite happy to, to down a few Carlings with the best warm Carlings with the best of them, mate. But uh, yeah, I was thinking, you know, a bit of piano music, you know, a nice maybe little tequila on the rocks, or you know, a, a couple of bottles of Vouv, and and you know, quite happy. No, <laughs> oh my shit, oh no. Why on earth did not just had it at Wembley anyway? It's rid- ridiculous, mate. I tell it you what, it's, so it's, it's, it's all, it's, they can they can talk they can talk to the cows come home about well you know it's got to be good for travel and COVID secure. I tell you why, it's because they didn't want to travel. They didn't want to travel abroad and be tested and stuff. They just want to go the, the, the most the most convenient place to go, and that's Portugal for them. They didn't give a crap about the fans, and there's probably a bit of kickback on the on the Super League as well, saying, "Well, bugger you, you you can travel." You know, what I mean, you, your clubs wanted to leave us, so uh, it's so it's all can, these VIPs, travel. isn't it? It's these UEFA VIPs that don't want to have to quarantine and come over here. Yeah, of course it is, mate. About, of about it is. the fans, apparently. They're all as bad as each other, mate. This lot. They're all as bad as each other. So uh, anyway, anyway, shall we? Um, shall we get onto those Wolverhampton Wanderers, mate? Let's get onto them. Because, I, you know um, what? I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull rank already, Judah. You know what? Nine minutes into my debut. On the podcast, and I'm already cutting you off. This is daring. Go on. I know, I know. I've got a small story to tell you. Oh no! Something a little bit, you know, a little bit nostalgic, a little bit sentimental. Mate, I like it. I like it. I'm, you, you I'm kick pu- on, mate. I've I'm had, it, I've had it. it my own way too long here, mate. Yeah, I feel, true, I feel, though. I feel like you know the, these these three special podcasts could be uh, your last three, but but carry on, mate. It's daring. I'm, Nine minutes thirty eight seconds into it. <laughs> I'm pulling it out of the bag, probably okay. a little bit early, but here we go. Well, let's go for it. Cast your mind back to 2018. 2018, I was, okay. I was sat uh, in my room at university in Liverpool. I don't like where this year. is going, mate. You, 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 put, you, you, <laughs> no. put, you put a video in there, mate. It was it was it was a long day. No, no, no. Okay, I'm okay, sat here. God. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm relaxing. I think I might be, you know, I think I might be playing some video games, something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm chilling out in my room. I'm, I'm still not convinced to, where this is going, but carry I'm on. I'm listening to the Wolves. <laughs> listening to the Wolves podcast. Okay. With oh, good. I like that. Your, I like that. Good. Your very good self and, uh, you know, friend or, you know, some people might say former friend, Tim Spears. Boo. Uh, no, Boo. I'm <laughs> And it was not long after I had completed a, you know, a, a, a small stint of work experience with the star. Ah, um, okay. You had a very quick chat about work experience people on the podcast. Had, had a little bit of a laugh. Oh, did I? My name got brought up. No! Oh yeah, my name got brought up. Did I, was that was that was I mean about uh, you? Tim said. Baloo, can we not? Can we not? Can we? No barking, thank you. It's typical, isn't it? The dog's trying to get in my way again. Yeah, well, we he's, have, had, we enough. he's had enough of your chat as well, mate. To be fair, he knows he knows, knows what's. <laughs> he's a bleeding mate, to be honest. But carry on. Uh, and, but cut a long story short, yeah. you know, Tim said. Um, what did he even say? <laughs> he said, he said, you know what? Uh, we don't forget Liam. We like Liam. That was like the week after I'd been there. That was it. Yeah. And that, that has stuck with me all the way till now. And now oh. I'm sat on the podcast. And now you are here, mate. Now, you, now you've made it. You've made it to the, I'm not going to say big time. You made it to the small slash medium time, you know. And um, you love to see it. You've got a 30, you know, you have a 38 inch waist. You're looking for an XL and a small medium come through. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to go with those briefs. For, I'm going to have to wear them for a few weeks, right. mate. But, Less than 38. Let's, come on. <laughs> 
You've, you've made, day, yeah. hey, you made it, mate. You've made it. It's, it's great. It's great that you come full circle, and it's a pleasure to have you on, sir. Thank you, very pleasure. Much. I, have, I have to say as well. You know what? Yeah. I've always been. I've always been at the big time because any Saddlers fans that have made it this far, which they probably cut off after about thirty seconds, mm. any Saddlers fans who made it this far, you know, the Saddlers are the Saddlers are big time enough for me. Love it. You, you let yourself down there, mate. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Let's go on to us, right? Um, you know, it, it's Friday. We normally do it on Thursday, but we're, we're doing it on Friday today. You've still got you know forty hours to listen to this before before Spurs on Sunday, and people listen to it all the time, so it's fine. It's, it's always open for you to to download, um, right? But Nuno had some interesting things to say in the press conference. Just come out of it, Liam. Uh, mm. Going on, and I want to I want to just discuss with you because it's kind of the first time he's alluded to it and. Uh, Take Spurs to one side uh, for now. There's three games left for the season, and people look at the goals and you know, um, you know, wh- where can what can they achieve? Are they just going to finish 12th? Well, I tell you what, they'll have a little bit of an eye on Villa. Going to have to play very well to 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 get up there. But goodness me, I mean, if they overtook Villa and this with the season they've had, that that would be would be quite something. And and I, I mean, Wolves fans would stay would, would stay quite on Twitter if that happened and they finished above Villa. <laughs> oh, definitely, I'm sure yeah. they would do. They they you know they'd, they'd be fine. But. Uh, Look, there's an opportunity there, I think. Um, but Nuno insinuated uh, something that, that he probably hadn't done before, which is, you know, talked about the Euros and talked about how important it is for the Wolves players to represent their country and that um, there could be some rotation uh, for him to rest some of those players and make sure that they're fresh for the summer. Connor Cody kind of mentioned uh, earlier on in the week that it's pretty much been a two-year season for them. And and this this seems like a smart ploy by me. Not only because you want to keep them keep them refreshed, and and of course you want them to do well in the Euros, but at the same time, you know, no one wants um, someone to play all the games, and all of a sudden you're going straight into a training camp, and then you're into the Euros, and that's when injuries can happen. And even the rate and the strength and the pace that they play at these days, just 45 minutes, 60 minutes rest, a game's rest can be crucial when these games are now coming thick and fast, especially. When it goes Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, and then you're off. So, can we expect Liam to see the likes of Ruben Neves, Jao Moutinho, maybe even Rui Patricio, Conor Cody, the names that we um, have come to, you know, uh, we're expecting to go to the Euros, and, and maybe some others might get a bit of a seat. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, you look at the the last couple of games, uh, the rotation. Nuno was put in with some of the younger lads coming in. Um, I think that's more to do with the fact that they lost four 0 against Burnley. But um, you know, and, and giving those young lads an opportunity against the uh, the older ones who hadn't weren't quite doing it. But I think it makes sense to give players a rest, doesn't it? Because although every Wolves fan will tell you they go into any game, Spurs, Everton, Man United, last three, any game they want to win, they want to finish as high as they can in the Premier League. I think it makes sense as a as a workload um, to to give one or two a rest. Um, I'm more inclined to say perhaps we might see one or two rested away at Everton. Um, okay. If I, you know, if I if I was to guess, but it, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, you you, you can't of expect. It does. With, with Connor made such a, a valid point, I think, because you look at the the gap, and I went back and looked at it the other day. I didn't realize again how close it was. The gap between the end of the uh, Europa League um, and last season and the start of this season, it was a month they had in between, and that's rest as well as you know preparing for the new season. So. The rest would have been, from memory, it was, what, a week, week and a half, uh, maybe two at max. Two so, max, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they've gone into... they've gone and, they almost... didn't get the, and they didn't get the first game week like Man United did, you know, <laughs> yeah, three exactly. or four days later. Exactly. So they've gone, um, you know, they've pretty, pretty much gone straight into into a, the, the new season straight away. Um, and 
perhaps that's got something to do with the injuries they, they'd have, have, have had this season. I know that's a bit of bad luck, obviously, with Raul and, and things like that. But it makes sense for me to, to give players an opportunity as well as rest players because that's, that's the other side of it, isn't it? Giving others an opportunity. You've seen what players like Fatinia have done in the last couple last couple of games when given an opportunity. Um, because I'd, I'd saw him um, at that, that away at Brighton, the game I mentioned that I covered mm. when, when Joe was off um, then. And he was useless. One of his only starts, really. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't great, um, was he? I, th- I think I might have given him a four in my play ratings. I thought he was he was pretty shoddy. Um, and last few weeks, he's, I think he's been brilliant. He's been he's been been very very good. So, um, and that's what you need at, that, it's, at, it's, yeah. at that age, don't you? You need you need a running of games. You need to you know you can't just come in out of the cold and and play one game and then and then be banished. You need to have, especially at that age and when you're improving, not just you know month by month by but week by week and learning against good players. You need to have a run in the side to show exactly what you can do. Yeah, definitely. Um, you see it at all levels, don't you? you? The players are not necessarily going to be able to fo- perform if they're just being given, you know, half an hour here, twenty minutes there, a half of football here. Um, they need consistent starts, and I think you've seen that again. Another young player, in Fabio Silva, I think again, last couple of games has been very, very good, and you can see what he offers and the runs he makes. That sometimes he doesn't actually get found with those runs. The team you found him against Brighton. Look what happened. Don't got himself sent off. So. Um, there are, uh, alongside giving players a rest, there are also massive benefits in giving other players an opportunity. Um, obviously, Hover came in, players like that. So it will be interesting to see the team that Nuno puts out against Spurs. Um, if my guess, again, as I said, would be maybe he might rest some more for Everton rather than Spurs, but we'll, we'll see. And I mean, I guess I guess Spurs are potentially, and Everton are kind of in a similar situation where they're going for that. Europa League or probably League of Nations is probably what they're going to be going for the new <laughs> tertiary competition that will that will replace uh, well not replace but be added to to, um, to to European competition next year. Saying that, mate, I knock it, but a Ibiza away in the first round over two legs, mate. I'm buzzing for that. You'll be you'll oh, literally yeah. be there. You're being crazy. Now, one second, let me just double check. I'll keep on recording, but I'm going to I'm going to let Baloo down. The uh, yeah, the cleaners have arrived, mate. The cleaners have arrived. So one second, let me just. Uh, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Okay. Here we go. Okay, go on then, go on then, go on then, go on then. Don't know why, mate. The cleaners keep coming later and later at our house. <laughs> do, you know how many, do you know how many turned up last week? God, I'll keep my voice down. Six cleaners. Six. Six. Six cleaners to clean a house. It's unbelievable. 135 quid it cost me. <laughs> to clean the mansion. It's unbelievable. They even put new sheets on the bloody bed. I, I mean, I, did, I didn't put it out for them, but it was in the dryer, and I don't know what happened. It was lost in translation. I don't know. Stop it. They're fine. I mean, they put little sticky labels on your toilet rolls, and, you know, they, they kind of fold it into, like, a diamond shape like a hotel, but like, I'm not paying 135 quid for a sticker. Do you know what I mean? Jesus. <laughs> anyway, anyway, talk, uh, talk, talking, talking about that. But, you know, you, you, know, you say about the, the people and maybe getting, maybe getting rested at Everton, it's nice when you've got these kind of players like Virginia, like Morgan Gibbs-White, like Fabio Silva. So you can rest these kind of players as well. Oh, and Otto Sowery as, as well. You know, these kind of players who, who who can now replace and you can see what they're made of. And I know you asked Nuno about, you know, have some of these low knees, let's say, um, got three games to impression. He said it's not about that. And I get what Nuno's saying. It's about being on the training ground. It's about what they see day by day. However, you really find a lot out about a player when they're nitty-gritty and it comes to game time, I think. I mean, on the other flip side of things, you've got great strikers who barely train, but you know that when it comes to a match day, you can you can put them out on that field and they know where the back of the net is. 
I think similar, you really see a player live. When you see them in a Premier League competitive game, that's when you find out whether has this guy got it. What well, you know what as soon as you say that, you know what it reminds me of? Mm, go on. Dimitar Berbatov. Berbatov. Is he is is he not just the you know he encapsulates that totally doesn't he? I mean mm. unbelievably lazy. Yeah. Um. I I imagine not a particularly great trainer. Terrible trainer. But a superb technical footballer and a great finisher, and he always yeah. did it on the pitch, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So the, the the games are important, perhaps more important than some managers will let on as well. Mm. But I think it's it's important not to mask over some of the the issues with this squad, which you know Nuno has alluded to in terms of um, recently in terms of making the squad a bit bigger, adding to the players they've got. They need to see what some of these players are about because they need to see whether Vitinha is going to be good enough to, to sign permanently yeah. or yeah. even bring back on loan, perhaps. They need to see whether Gibbs-White needs a loan elsewhere, whether we, he can be part of the squad. Same with Otto Sarri as well. Players like that, they need to give them an opportunity to, to see what they're made of. And then they know where to add in the squad in the summer because the squad, of course, I mean, I think everyone can agree that it needs to be bigger than it is. The injuries have, uh, have made that obvious this season, but... They need to be able to see what those players can do to assess whether they're going to go straight into starting eleven contention, into backup in the starting uh, in the uh, in the eighteen or nineteen, whatever it will be next season, um, and then uh, and then you know beyond that, add in depth to the squad. Um, so it's important, isn't it? It's important to give them an opportunity, and then as you say, it links into resting some players for what is going to be probably a busy summer for a lot of them uh, internationally. Yeah, someone who I don't think is going to be rested, and I know I know Marcel is back in training, but goodness me, Ryan Nori, I think has been has come on leaps and bounds defensively. I think Nuno alluded to that in his press conference as well. They're very, he did, really yeah. ha- really happy with that. Look, if you're playing left back, left wing back, you know, as good as you are going forward, you always need to defend, and that's kind of the issue Ruben Vinagre had. But I've, we've definitely seen improvements from 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 a young lad who's who's incredibly young, um, and. There is still still a lot of money to sign at the end of the season, but I think that he, if it was if it was in the balance, and I think it probably was, let's say a month ago, um, I would take a chance on this guy. And I understand, you know, Vinagre is still a Wolves player, and he come back, and you know, people can discuss whether eight, fifteen, eighteen, nineteen million pounds worth of of you know of Ryan Nuri is it is it better than Vinagre? I think that Vinagre ship sale. I would I would be quite happy. If this guy signs uh, next season, and I think he's got, I think he's got a little bit in him. I think he's a little bit special. I totally agree. You know, there was a time. I think you'll probably agree as well. There was a time where I didn't think that at all. Mm. Oh, I think, um, I think we all thought that, especially on the, yeah. in the early days. And you know, um, you make mistakes, and and of course, when you're a young lad and you're making mistakes at the back, it, it's inevitably going to get punished. If you make a mistake further up the pitch, then you know it's maybe not too much under the microscope. But when you've got that, when you've got a struggling side, when you've got you lost your talisman up front, when you were struggling all over the park, sometimes an 18 year old, 19 year old lad can get you know um, is going to be the first one you look at if he makes a mistake and go, goodness me, but. Um, I tell you what, he's come back well and he showed a bit of character, a bit of bottle, and I like that. Definitely. It's obvious how good he is going forward, isn't it? Um, but you look at the, the left-backs or left-wing-backs that, that Wolves have had over the last, what, three years in the Premier League. They've only had one, really, that can properly defend in Johnny. Uh, and they need someone. Obviously, he's had terrible luck with injury. They need someone to fill that void when he's not there. Marcel's come in and I think there was an idea that he was going to fill that void or at least left side of a back three and... Um, obviously well, he's had injury yeah, problems well, Humpty as well, Dumpty, he? mate. He's bloody Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean, you know, two two games. That's the over and under when he's fit. Because let's be honest, I mean, he's got he's got a season. He's got a season to go, and he'll probably be kept on. But 
you can't you can't guarantee that he's going to be fit for yeah. for half the season, let alone the majority of it. The modern fullback has to be good in all areas. In some ways, it's it's one of the most difficult positions nowadays because you have to be good going forward and and defensively. For me, I I would always say you know your first job is to defend. So that's one of the big issues with Vinagra, as good as he yeah. was going forward. The same with uh, Nori uh, in the early parts of uh, of his time at Wolves. But I, th- I agree with you. I think he's come on defensively a lot in the last few months. And for me, I would, unless unless you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're going to say you compare him to what you could potentially have, but it's difficult to you know know what to compare him to. So if I was to Gun to my head today. Would you take him next season? I would say yes, definitely. I guess the problem, Liam, is like when you're when you're starting that you know, when you're naming your starting lineup for next season. The expectation, of course, there's going to be new signings that are going to come in, and there might be some departures. Um, but the expectation with fans back in the stadium will be for Wolves to push for European places. That's absolutely one hundred percent correct. You know, we don't know when Johnny's going to be back. Well, we do know he's definitely not going to be back this year. It's going to be in, in twenty twenty two, and maybe towards the back end of that. Um, so can you see Ryan Nuri being your number one left back, left wing back for next season and Wolves um, pushing for the, in a top six, top seven situation or do they need someone to sign as well as him to give him backup or to play ahead of him and if they do do that you've got a very expensive substitute there well, when, when it- people are talking about moving the budgets elsewhere and, and how much money if any, is going to be available this summer. Well, this is the exact problem the Wolves had last summer, wasn't it? With, with yeah. Johnny out. They, they, they yeah. needed two signings at least, or at least you know a signing that is going to go into the starting level and someone who can fill in there, i.e. Marcel, for example. They need players to go into this position and they need depth because Johnny wasn't available. But the issue that, that Wolves had, um, and I think the mistake they made as well, was that they were so keen on focusing on Johnny coming back and coming straight back in when he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue there is that, one, they're not prioritising who the replacement's going to be until he is fit. Yeah. Um, and then also you're taking a bank and a chance on him being available and fit long-term, which of mm-hmm. course hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, you need to bring in... If you're going to bring in Nori, which I, I've got no issues with, with, with keeping him, you need to bring in... An experienced player with him, I really do think that because I, I don't unless you play Marcel there, but I personally think he'd be better in a in in a centre half position, whether in a four or a three. So, yeah, I think you need to to bring in someone else with Aitnori as well, um, and you need to be able to understand need to balance the budget, but you need mm-hmm. to prioritise positions, um, and that for me, I think is a a fairly big position because it's difficult to rely on a young kid to to be the one that's going to keep that position permanently if you're going to fight for Europe, which Wolves obviously need and want to do that. And if you are going to sign someone else, then you're going to have to sign them probably on a free. You're not going to spend more money on them. Yeah. And there are free agents out there. There are you know, plenty of free agents out there. I mean, uh, we've talked about Van Arnhold. I know that he, there's links with him going abroad, but there's um, you know, um, Ryan Bertrand's not signing a new deal at Southampton. So there are players there that will be available. However, you're not going to get them on a one or two year deal. Wait for Johnny. They're going to want two, three, two, three year deals. So it's whether you go into that. Um, and you know that if you sign Vitini, if you sign Ignori, Wolves aren't going to spend a hundred million pound this summer. They're just not. Not in the current environment. They're not. But if you sign Vitini, you sign Ignori. Um, you know the war chest could be forty million pounds this summer. That's pretty much gone. Signing two players that you that you're already you know without really strengthening, 
the, the necessary you know centre backs, midfielder, maybe getting another striker in there. I'm not sure whether they will get another striker now. To be honest, maybe. But Fabio's done that well. Can you know if if Raul is good to go, can Fabio be the the understudy for the season? Yes, potentially. But um, it's um, what I'm saying is that there could be no money left. So it's it's difficult. It's a ri- it's it's a fascinating summer that's coming up for me. It, it really is. is. Yeah. Because this, that's not addressing any of the players. That, obviously, there's a, there's a huge need there. And Nuno's changed his tune on record recently with the fact that he's saying um, they they need a bigger squad. And and look, I think I think they do need a bigger squad. And some people are going to miss out on matchday squads. Some going to some people are going to have to you know be be happy to be not happy, but but you know be content with being on the bench for 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 a decent amount of of games. But you need it, especially in the current environment for me. You know what? If you if you're gonna add to the squad and make it a bigger squad, you are gonna need to put the money into it as well, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I think for me, a big part of it again, I think you know, COVID things like that, finances may be tighter than than some fans would like. They need to utilize the loan market. They've done it so well in previous years, um, and I don't think they've done it as well in the last year, perhaps mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. You look at. Um, well, look at the championship season. You look at the first year back into the Premier League. The kind of players they brought in that were loans with a view to, to permanence. Um, Jota was a loan originally, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Willy, Willy Bolly, Dendonka, these kind of players. Um, and then you look as well at that very first season back in the summer as they came back into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best summer transfer window they've had since isn't it? I mean, they brought in Patricio, Moutinho, then Donka, yeah. Raul, all these kind of players. So they need another. They need another summer like that. I really do think so. I think the, the squad needs three, maybe four players to come straight into that first team. I really do think that. Um, and they may see one or two of those first team players leave because of that, uh, and and bring through a few of the younger lads as well. But the squad needs to be bigger, without a doubt. They need to bring more in than they let go. Yeah, um, you know, with this being Friday, I don't want to. I don't want to go too much on on the last game and stuff. But it, like you say, you know, there might have to be a player sold. I guess the two players, the most attractive players, apart from Rafa Mir, who, by the way, score more great goals. He's absolutely banging them in. It's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. Um, you've got to expect that he, him, and Catroni will will generate some money in the summer if they choose, and I'm I'm sure they will choose to 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 part ways and get what they can for them. But you know, the ones closer to home, Adama Traore, of course, that's got to be sorted out in the summer. You know, if he's not going to, if he's making, said that he's not going to sign a new deal and it's definitely not going to happen, then, you know, you could see, is that someone who's expendable? It's a shame, isn't it? Because you look him and come off the bench and that's, I feel like he is an expensive substitute, but he's so good coming off the bench. I think he's more relaxed coming off the bench. And the way he took that goal, that's not, that's not Traore head down, just smash it, run past the players, and, and and hope for the best, which we kind of have seen in you know even the Leeds goal was a little bit like that. I, I think it was a Leeds goal where he cuts inside and smashes it as hard, and it could go anywhere, but it's come off mm. back off the keeper and into the goal. This was a well taken goal, and something that we haven't really seen from from Traore, which is you know little one two layoff and boom outside his foot, bottom corner, and it was a proper striker's goal, proper forwards goal. Um, He's going to be one that this will rumble on into the summer. And also, you've got another person who has got the other goal, actually, you know, coincidentally, and his first goal in Wolves' colours for a Premier League is Morgan Gibbs-White. And whether whether it's time to, to, one, sell him, two, keep him with the first-team squad next season, he wants a bigger squad, or three, loan him out again, knowing that if he has an a, a excellent loan in the Championship, which I think he will do, 
I think he'll absolutely, absolutely crush it in the championship, knowing that come next summer, if they didn't see him as a future as a Wolves player, you could probably double what he's worth now because if he has a good season in the championship, as a lot of clubs do, you know, have done. So, um, two interesting players. Where do you see where do you see Wolves on on Traore and on Gibbs White? It's, it is difficult, isn't it? Because there's definitely salon value in both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to come back again to the same point that, you know, if, if you want to add to the squad and, and give it a, a depth and, and, you know, just, you know, make it bigger in general, are they not two players you want to keep hold of? Um, for me, uh, mm-hmm. I, I gives what I could see the argument for sure. But, you know, if you can keep Adama, I, I see no reason why you let him go, to be honest. I think he's, he's definitely improving. And I think he's been the victim a little bit of more than anyone else aside from Raul himself, of Raul's injury because he's yeah. put some balls on the plate for William Jose, who unfortunately has, you know, he's not been in the right positions or couldn't have barn door at times, let's no, be honest. No, it's been, um, it's been poor. So he's been, a, he's been, you know, a victim of that probably more so than anyone else in the squad other than Raul, of course, um, that, you know, he's not had someone there to finish off some of his crosses. Now, of course, he's he's had bad games. He's, you know, he, there's still things to improve. I think his... His his reaction time, um, other than that goal the other night, I think is a, is a big area for me to improve. I think he, for someone who's so quick, I think he mentally with certain situations is too slow, um, mm. and, and and you know we'll we'll put a ball in occasionally, sort of willy nilly, not really think about it. Um, he's not a new signing, by the way, willy nilly. That's a, <laughs> to be honest, uh, mate. I think he'd do a decent job at centre back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put him in. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. But for me, I would definitely keep him. Gives what I can see the allure. Uh, he's you know he's English. He's got. Um, I'm sure Graham Sooner signed him, signed him at Southampton. To be fair, willy nilly. <laughs> I thought you'd make Gibbs White for a second. I was like, <laughs> how, how far are you going back? Um, no, it gives what you know. He's English, and that always adds mm. money on, whether we like it or not. It does. It adds money to the uh, to the value most of the time. Um, he you know he's obviously played in the. Um, in the English uh, youth system and you know under seventeen World Cups and all that kind of stuff, so um, had did well at Swansea and obviously came back for obvious reasons with injuries. But um, I agree with you. If they put him into the Championship, I think he'd do very well uh, on loan, uh, and he, I think he would command a very good fee. But you tried Liam, not... you tried Liam. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't budge, would he? No, no. You asked him about Morgan White. <laughs> yeah, I you did. Asked yes. Him, you asked him again. Bless him. No, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't having it today. But I, 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 I understand that you know you can generate sure. money out of him. But if you want the squad to be bigger, sure, is he not the kind of player that you know he knows he's not going to be the first name on the team sheet every week? But he's mm-hmm. someone you can put in who can add value, who has had very good games. I mean, let's be honest, he has lived a little bit off some performances in the past. But I thought yeah. he played really well the other day against Brighton. So there are, um, you know, you need to add to the squad. So if you can avoid selling those two, I, I yeah, I, I would do. Now, someone you had to sit down with um, on Wednesday, I believe it was, uh, was 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 Fabio Silva, um, and uh, I'm sure it was, it was great for you to to sit down with him um, in a in a in a one on one or two on one environment, tag team environment, and uh, he was um, he's done he's done fantastically well and could end up incredibly as Wolves' top scorer this season. And fair play to him because um, he's a confident young man, isn't he? And uh, I think he had some really interesting things to say. Could you, Liam, and maybe just explain a little bit about the interview and how we came across? Um, I think he's a very likable guy, and if he starts well next season, whether that be coming off the bench, which I think will suit him, and in, you know, in some in some in some games where you know Raúl might need a rest, 
we don't know how they're going to play next year, but you'd imagine Raul will lead the line. And, and can you see Fabio Silva being that second striker and Wolves not needing a third striker or a second striker with Fabio being a third? Or do you, do you think that they'd still need to recruit? If Wolves are going to be playing a similar system to what they have done over the last few years, whether that's a four or a five, um, I think you can get away with just the two strikers. Um, of course, Even with that, that question check- mark with Raul, because you still have got that question mark, haven't you? I, I think so. I mean, you, okay. you have got you have got some youngsters coming through as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Corbinu, for example, things like that, uh, yeah. players like that rather. So there, there is opportunity, obviously, to give some of those youngsters an opportunity, uh, a chance if uh, if, it, if it comes. But um, you know, Raul is too good a player to, I think push aside regardless of the injury I think you've got to trust that he's going to come back um, and you know that might be that might be a mistake you know we might look back on this in a year's time and he might not be the same player and he might be struggling and he might move on but I think you've got to trust that he's going to come back and, and do the business and if he doesn't Fabio Silva I agree with you I think it's been brilliant the the interview I had with him um, I think it was his first sit down newspaper interview since he's joined the uh, joined Wolves I think but he came across really well he you know, he, as you say, he, he's a confident lad. Um, he's confident, right? Very, very confident, but not in the way that you know he comes across arrogant. He he comes across. You know, he's very likable. Um, his English is pretty good. There was a couple of things that were lost in translation that we needed help with with the uh, the Wolves media guys. But um, for the most part, you know, his English is very good. He's settled into the squad. He seems very happy. Um, you know, as an eighteen-year-old lad moving away from home, away from his family, COVID, all this kind of thing, and he, he's got to get used to. A, whole new environment and you know living over here and and, and, and everything like that so he's, he's not um, going to the back of Odeon mate I know you don't know this, mate. he's not <laughs> the back of the Odeon Ice Age Ice Age 2 with a, with a beef char men at the back mate you know what I mean oh he's, I know that reference don't worry both, I know exactly we've both achieved similar things at 18 years old to be fair oh definitely, definitely. talking about a video uh, in your own university room at 18 you, know, <laughs> you don't want to see the stuff that I was watching not great not great Bob <laughs> watching I don't, want, I don't want to know wacky races mate wacky races dig <laughs> dastardly what you're saying yeah definitely he's, he's um. I think he's a good know. player I really do I, I mean, do, some, I do. he's a fox in the box and, and to be honest I'm not saying he's the quickest striker he's not the quickest striker he's, he's not He's not lightning but you don't need to be but at the same time he's had a couple of bits of turn and pace I mean you know he obviously and people say okay well Wolves only won because um, you know they were getting battered and, and then it's a, then a man sent off well he's, he's, he's earned that He's earned that sending off by, by by being his man by Dunk, who's one of the top, you know, the top centre backs in the Premier League. Okay, so he's not a put, you know, he's not he's not got a fancy name, but I tell you what, he gives you an eight out of ten every single week, scores his goals, and is a talisman for them. And you know, he's got away from him, and it was a one a clear red. So, so Wolves, the Wolves have deserved that opportunity to get eleven versus ten. So I don't really get the whole the whole. Well, they only did it because because they had, they had an extra man advantage, and you know, he he got ahead of him, and and he was away. And I think he would have finished it, such as the confidence he's got. He's got a little bit of a turn up. I think he's got a bit quicker, and I think it's the confidence in the guy. And I really think you know. He's obviously been been thrown into the limelight way earlier than anyone could ever think. You know, they even brought someone in, you know, to, to, to come and help that load. And he's gone ahead of him because he's really kicked on again. I think he's impressed everyone in the way that he's shown that courage. Because you could quite easily go hiding at 18 years old in a new country, away from your family, with another striker brought in in January going, OK, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm happy with the odd five or ten minutes here because, you know, I want to go back into my shell and we'll start again next season. He hasn't done that. He's kicked on again. He's knocked that door down. And he's, and he's earned his opportunity to finish the season as the lead striker. 
Definitely, and if I'm honest, I'd be surprised if he doesn't start all three of the, of the final games. I really would. Um, he, he offers something different. Um, he's good in the box, as you say. He's good in behind. He makes runs. I think he's technically very good. Uh, works very hard. I, I think he's a good player. Now, obviously, he had, you know, he's, in the early days, not playing many games, not scoring goals, things like that, and you know, people got on his back. Um, but you've got to remember all the circumstances. You know, he, as I say, come away from home at 18, COVID, mm. all this kind of stuff. And I do think he's really grown into the role. And you've also got to remember as well, you look at um, next season, let's say Raul's back, Raul's yeah. the main man again. Um, they've got to have someone who, I, w- I wouldn't say happy to play second fiddle to him, but you know can understand why, considering his age. And Raul, obviously, very good player, very experienced. Whereas you had a player like uh, Cutrone come in who very clearly wanted to, you know, wanted to be playing ahead of Raul or at least mm. playing with him and didn't didn't wasn't enjoying being on the bench week in, week out. Um I think Fabio coming in and out of the side next season will suit Wolves, will suit him, um, obviously providing Raul's fit, and will give Raul the opportunity to to play with the kind of freedom he was playing with before his injury. So um, I think it's a it, it could it could be almost the perfect situation next season if Raul obviously comes back and is, is the same player again. But even if he isn't the same player, let's say he comes back, struggles a little bit, isn't quite on form, needs a bit of time, he's a bit tentative. Play Fabio, put him back in again, mm-hmm. give him the opportunity he's earned it, hasn't he, from from the last uh, few months, and um, that might give Raul the uh, the kick up the backside he might need coming back in. But I mean, I suspect he'll come back in and do very well because he's obviously a talented player. But Fabio for me is. Um, I think going to in the years to come going to prove that transfer fee. I really do. He's, um, I think he's the kind of guy as well that feeds off a crowd, feeds off emotion. I think he's a very mm. emotional person. We've seen a lot less of, I think, the the foreign in inverted commas in him at the start of the season when he was going down, he was kicking, he was screaming, he was crying, he was, you know, especially when you have the the microphones on the on the pitch side level because there's no one in there, you know, screaming. People just like. Get up. And to be honest, some of the fans and I was like, get up. You know, you're in England here now, pal. You, you know, you're not on the continent. And I very rarely see that now. I think he's completely changed it. He's toughened up. He's actually got some strength on him as well. I think, you know, the way that he's moving and, and, and moving defenders away from the ball. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, a full Molyneux, um, I think he could be a little bit of a fan favourite, to be honest. I don't, have we got a song? I haven't been back to see him, but... Um, there's got to be a song for him surely at some point oh yeah you'd imagine so yeah there'll be there'll be some kind of song but yeah, it, it'd be I nice when the fans are back for the United game it'd be nice if you start in that game and uh, and can feel a little bit of what it's about I know it's only four and a half thousand but sure that four and a half thousand I, I was speaking to you about um, on the uh, the Warsaw podcast the other day I did well, the Warsaw game I've never seen four and a half thousand mate at a game so you, <laughs> what, would, what would you know now, away at Tranmere, the only game they've had fans at this season, away at Tranmere, Tranmere had 2,000 fans. And the difference between 2,000 and no, no fans is huge. Tranmere, the that's di- a... Area. That is terrible. That is shocking. I bet you do a good Scouse accent. And that's all, that's, 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 that's all I've got, mate, to be honest. That's all I've got, just my Cody. No, the, the the difference between zero and two thousand is was massive. I thought the difference mm. between zero and four and a half thousand at Monu is going to be. I think it's going to it's going to make a difference. You've got to, it's going to obviously going to be noticeable, isn't it? Oh mate, um, wait till wait till the Banks' first game of the season. Zero to thirty. Oh mate, it's going to be unbelievable. No, I'm not having. I'm not having this. You cannot talk down. I'll, 
you know what? They'll, some of them will go through this just to listen to what you say. Oh, mate, you'll be slaughtering them within within, within a week of the season. No. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, right, we're going to go into we're going to questions in a minute. Um, but first of all, and I say before, could we, we're going to um, we're going to unveil the details of our Portugal competition as well, uh, Liam. But first, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council, Sandwell Children's Trust, and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support, and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902-553818. Right, Liam, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it to you. Do you want to answer questions first and then competition details or do you want to do it vice versa and have the competition first? You know what? Let's go for the competition. I want to see where I'm, going, where I'm going on my holidays. Uh, competition. You are going to Portugal, baby. Two of you can win direct flights through the beauty of Ryanair. And uh, you can go from anywhere in the country, uh, but mainly from Gatwick or Gatwick, because those are the ones that are available. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you'll be flown. You'll go into Porto. You will have five Five, Liam, count it, five beautiful nights in a four-star luxury hotel before flying back to uh, anywhere in the UK. Gatwick. And um, <laughs> and, then, and then going home again. I mean, it's a fantastic thing, mate. It's a, it's a fantastic competition. And do you know what, Liam? Do you know what? All you need to do, all you need to do is, it's on you, really. This, people can win the holiday because of you. I'm not putting any pressure. Oh, this, however, is, this is bad. However, you need to pick at Spurs on Sunday, the final score and the first goal scorer in the game, please. I want your final score and the first goal scorer in the game. Okay. No pressure. I feel like you know, well, there is pressure. Don't don't lie to me. Oh, I feel pressure, like mate. massive. Pressure. I feel like I want to go for my my mind's telling me to go for you know an interesting pick. Okay. And I'm also I'm also thinking if I do that and it's less likely, mm-hmm. whoever whoever might potentially have this holiday is not going to have the holiday. Well, I mean, you know, mate, you, you just got to go, go, go with, go with your gut. Right. Okay. My, I'll tell you, I'll go with my gut. This is what came to my mind straight away. Okay. Two-one Wolves. Wow. I love it. Okay. Vitinha, first goal scorer. Oh my goodness Talk me. To me. Goodness gracious, Vitinha, first goal scorer. Wolves win two-one. If that happens, two lucky people are going on holiday. To Portugal. All you need to do is um, I will tweet out the uh, podcast. Uh, Liam, I'm sure, will tweet out at some point as well uh, yeah. during the weekend. Any retweet, any retweet that you do, um, you will be entered into the draw and I will pick the lucky winner uh, just before the start of the Spurs game. And if that happens and Virginia scores the first goal, Wolves win 2 1, every chance, then, uh, then you'll be going to Portugal, baby. So, uh, yeah. Leo, I tell you what, if that happened, you would be you would be literally employee of the week, employee be, of the week at the Euros. Yeah, I'll be legend. I, I'm going to be you know if it, the limbs if uh, Vitinha oh. scores for. I'll be on the pitch. Oh. I'll be on the pitch at the Tottenham Hotspur. It's I absolutely. 
Absolute scene to make. Right, got some questions from the peeps. Are you ready for the questions? Your first ever questions. Let's uh, do it. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers correspondent Liam Keane. Here we go. Um, Chris uh, Bagatart says, uh, if you could have one player from another team for Wolves, who would it be? Let's say realistically. Yeah. I, was, I was just about to say, yeah, because it's easy just to go, you know, De Bruyne or something, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. uh, oh, that's a tough one. You know what? It, it, it sounds like a really easy answer because we've already spoken about it, but genuinely, Lewis Dunk would be up there for me. Mm, mm, I, think, I, I think he's the kind of defender that Wolves need. I really do. Someone who can actually win a ball in the air from a set piece. Um, whether that's both, offensively both, both, or both defensively and offensively. By exactly. The way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, genuinely, that'd be up there for me. It's easy because he was he came to mind because we've already spoken about him. But I think that would be a someone like him would be a really astute signing. I, I think. Uh, John Harris, if we revert to a back five, would you try Marcel at centre back? He played nearly all Leon's Champions League games at centre back uh, against PSG, Barca, Juventus, Bayern Munich, etc. Says John. I I think he played. In the you know the minimal games he has played for Wolves uh, around his injuries, I thought he played quite well. At he's done all right, back. yeah. That, that, um, I mean, that's the frustrating thing. He's very it's solid. Just Papadom he? legs. It's just ridiculous, man. <laughs> just, but if I'm honest, um, as soon as he signed, I, I you know I think I was chatting to my dad about it. I genuinely was convinced he would be the left left side of the back three. Yeah. I was convinced that was where he was going to play because he just it screamed out to me like it was the most obvious option. Uh, I think Wolves fans have been screaming out for at centre half signing for a couple of seasons now. Um or at least this season. Uh for me, I, I think it would definitely be worth giving giving him a go if he's if he's fit and available. Nuno said today he's um he's back doing some trainees, you know, he's getting his fitness back, um, but his issue is cleared up the injury. So we might see him in these three games. Oldie but Goldie Wolf says, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. Be careful what you say, Nathan. Ryan Pilkington, uh, your your doppelganger, was happy to chop off Steve's fingers. Uh, hopefully Liam doesn't have the same tendencies. You, have you got you you've got a little bit of a sinister start, sinister side to you? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that on a public platform. Dark, dark, side, mate, <laughs> dark. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Jambo says, Do you think the lack of any pre-season rest is the main reason for the mediocre season? Injuries haven't helped, but I think that fact is massively overlooked. Discuss. I don't really think it is overlooked. I think a lot of people know that, that that's a massive, massive reason, the quick turnaround, uh, why, why this has happened this season, mate. Would, would you say so? Or do you think that maybe um, it doesn't get as much uh, attention as it deserves? No, I, th- I think I think it's fairly obvious, isn't it? It's a huge, it's a huge part of, you know, the, the story of the season, really, isn't it? That they've had to to go back to back, essentially. I think I think that's part of part of the reason potentially for some of the injuries obviously Rowles was a bit of a um, was a bit of a freak one but I think that's it's potentially got something to do with that as well um overload it's all to do with overload isn't it you overload the legs overload the joints overload the muscles things are going to things are going to break down eventually um and uh, yeah I, wolves have paid the price for it i know a lot of clubs have um have uh, also had injuries and that's the difference between the squad sizes Leicester have had a, quite a few injuries madison barnes vardy at times um but they've got the players in the squad to back it up and still succeed. That's the difference. I'm just I'm just looking at your Twitter here now, mate. Um, right, people, people who are listening to this, and if you're enjoying it, and if you're enjoying Liam so far, the dulcet tones of Liam Keane, um, Liam is, Liam's at 2,817 followers as we speak. Um, just pause it and put a little follow icon to Liam Keane. Just click follow because he's going to be here for the next three games, whether you like it or not. You can bid him off in the summer. A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of young ladies have done that in the past. But, you yeah. know, one stuck with him 
um, at the moment, uh, by hook or by crook. Uh, maybe she's got some of the genes and she just can't get out of it, mate. Some of the key she genes. She is a lucky, lucky lady. I've said this to you many, many wow. times. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get him to 3,000, please. So make sure you follow him uh, this weekend and beyond, please. That's, that's Liam Keane. Liam, what is your, what is your uh, Twitter address, your handle? My handle, um, Liam Keen, uh, K-E-E-N, underscore star. Keen by name. Keen by nature. Keen by nature, <laughs> baby. Uh, Paul Mansell, thanks for providing uh, the Laugh Out Loud Middlesbrough story last week. Do you have any other ones lined up for this week? Oh, I mean, I'll give you a few at the start. I tell you what, I've got a good one, but I'll save it for next week, Paul. Remind me next week, because uh, we are running out of time, but I have got a decent one for you next week in the uh, the old adventures of, of Nathan Judah. Uh, Jonathan Giddings, do you think if we want to be a big club, we have to start acting and thinking like a big club? Some fans still want to per- want that personal feeling with the club, owners and management, yet it's not how the big clubs are run. What do you that's think? A re- that? I think that's a really interesting question, you know, mm. because that is... In some ways, that's a real, that's a real difficult thing to come to terms with. That you know, the club, as it, you know, if it gets any bigger, any more success, might you know, might be distanced from some fans at times, and that's you know, that's sometimes the nature of the beast. If you ask me, would I prefer Wolves to go and win the Premier League, Champions League, whatever you like, but be disconnected from the community and the fans? Or would I prefer them to win an FA Cup, come top seven, you know, challenge around there, but be still, you know, in the community with the fans, not making gaffes like they did the other day with the the ticket prices, let's say. Um, I know. Um, Not doing those kind of things. I would take the latter, genuinely. I would prefer the, I I would prefer the club to be, I know it's not, as a business owned by the fans, but it feels like it's owned by the fans. The fans are the ones that make the club what it is. So that's why I would I would keep that over a Premier League and a Champions League, genuinely. It's, um, I mean, you mentioned it, Liam, a massive own goal. I cannot believe they've done it. And 40 to £45, pounds when, 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 first of all, fans are, are owed money from, from, from in the previous season, you know, with some of the games and some of the season tickets. But not only that, to put people in categories and, and you know, it was a bit of a shambles to start with, with some people in category one and then others in category four in the same family. And you, know, you had like a 12 year old daughter who, who was in, you know, one and then and the dad's in category three. But they really missed a, a massive goodwill opportunity in making, I'm not saying you have to make them free like Burnley did, but you know, 20, 25 pounds, 30 max just to. I mean, it's a one-off game against Man United. It will be a Man United reserve side. I'm sure it will be. You know, probably similar to the side that they played at home the other night before Liverpool when they got they got beat by, was it Leicester, was it? You know, it's just, for the sake of what? 100, 100 grand, 150 grand? Did you really need to do that, Wolves? Did you really need to do that, Jeff? I just think that that's, that's really completely, you've read the room completely wrong. And to be honest, it's showing, it's showing Liam, because... You know, these people, you thought, well, priority one, you're going to get the tickets and priority two, three, four are not. Well, people are passing up the opportunity because they're that disgusted. And it's going down to two and three and four already because people are just saying no, no. And, and it just it just leaves a bit of a bitter taste in the mouth, doesn't it? It does, definitely. Um, you summed it up there, reading the room wrong. That's, that's, the, that's the definition for it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. However... It's also partly, you know, I think the club knows that regardless of some fans saying no in priority group one, two, three, whatever, they know they're going to sell those four and a half regardless. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I think that you know that's got something to do with it as well. And um, Spurs are charging sixty quid, but that's Spurs. Do you know what I mean? You were going there. You know that's that. That's, well, I think that's a disgrace. It's I don't care whether it's, 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 it's an absolute yeah. disgrace. But you don't want to be associated with that. Wolves, are, Wolves are all about the community. They're all about the fans. You know, Spurs don't give a shit about about the fans. They're in a massive opportunity. They'll be paying. They'll be paying that stadium off for years and years and years. They can charge the world for them. And good luck to them. Okay. But Wolves aren't. They're at Molineux. These fans, you know, we're pretty much in a recession here. You know what I mean? They've, they've gone, they've gone, you know, fourteen months without seeing their team play at Molineux, and then you and then you charge them that. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe no one in that meeting who sat down and said, "Come on, guys. I think we're going. I think we're going to one. We're going to get absolutely shot at here, and and you know, and two, surely we can give them a little bit back. You know." But I just totally, strange. totally agree. It's you know you look at you say Burnley did it for free. I don't think anyone was expecting to get it for free. I think mm. you know the club is obviously with every other club has struggled financially. I think they've got to be able to to make a little bit off it. I think fans would have happily given a very reasonable amount. I think the amount that they are charging, I think, is way overpriced. You look look down the road at um, at Albion. Uh, I know. They've been relegated and all that, but they're char- they've capped it at what 25, 28, something like that. Um, I think Wolves had they done the same as that. I know that Wolves are higher up the table, whatever, but they've not exactly been you know free flowing at times this season. So I think cap it at a similar price to that, and I think everyone's happy. I'll call it now, Liam. I'll call it now, and I've, I've got absolutely no information about this whatsoever. But they will have seen the shitstorm, and I reckon there'll be a token on everybody's seats or whatever when they pick the ticket up some kind of cashback with the concourses and there'll be a free pint and a free pie or whatever you need, some sort of monetary voucher. I bet you, and to be honest, that's just very much after the, after the matter of fact. I don't think that that's going to do anyone any good. And to be honest, I wouldn't really get too excited about that. And it might not, they might not do it, but I bet, I bet that's something they'll probably do just to try and pull it back. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I think, I think that's a, that's a real disappointment. It's just a disappointing really more than anything. Cause, um, because Wolves are better than that, to be honest. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, any news uh, when Wolves will release the new kit for next season, says Adam. Adam, I think it'll be sooner rather than later. Uh, watch this space. But I think you, uh, you'll hopefully be a happy chappy soonish. Uh, Tony says, um, what, did he, what did he make of the season of finale of, 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 of um, I was going to say League of Gentlemen there? Of line, of line of Duty. What did you make? And was it a bigger letdown than Wolves' this season? Do you watch Lion Duty, Judah? No, mate, never watched it. Never watched it. No, episode, I fair. can't. I can't go to. I can't go no, too far. No, it's fine, mate. I know. I know what happened. I know about H and all that kind of thing. I've right. seen it on Gogglebox, mate. By the way, I Listen. watched Gogglebox again the other day with my mum. Oh, mate, it's getting ridiculous. I don't know if anyone else watches <laughs> it, mate. Mate, it was. I can't believe it. I'm sat there. I've got. I can't stop watching because I think it's an easy family thing to watch. Mate, there was a Sex in the City scene. I don't know if anyone watched it. Oh, I saw it. I saw it with uh, with with the oh, blonde yeah. bird or whatever. And I, and I'm like, so the first one is like Carrie, you know, hiding from an ex ex boyfriend or whatever. Fine, no problem. But then he goes to a flipping blowjob scene, and I'm like, <laughs> my mom's literally right next to me. I'm like, oh no! And he went on and on, and then they started talking about other stuff and taste and everything. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, you can't leave. I just didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to put myself. Um, it was it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. I, I'll be honest. When Naked Attraction came on, like two or three weeks before, I couldn't just about cope with that. This was a whole new level. And if you haven't seen the last Gogglebox, go and watch it. But don't watch it with your family. Jesus, Gogglebox is brilliant, by the way. But wait, no, it's a great. Go on. You you cannot be telling me 
But mm. that scene, watching that next to your mum, was mm. worse than Naked Attraction. Next Mate, time. for me it was worse. It was no worse because it went on and on and on. It went on and on and on. Do you what? know what I mean? Other than other than bare genitals in your face. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you know, I mean, yeah. But come on. But they, this carried on. This this narrative carried on for about four or five minutes, talking about all other things around it. I can't really go too much because people listen to this. But you know, young young people. But oh, mate, it was awful. It was so cringy. It was it was it was literally eat me up. It was kill me now. Just kill me. Kill me. <laughs> So uh, anyway, well, anyway, uh, what do you uh, think anyway. of the what do you think of the finale? What do you think? Well, I don't know whether this is good or well, or, the, or this is better than you know people who have put years of what I think Lion Duke started in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Whether it's better than people who put years into it, but basically I binge watched all six series uh-huh. um, between the start of well, actually a few episodes in to season six, and then I was ready in time for the final episode. Mm. Um, I binge watched all of it. It's one of the best series I've watched genuinely it's really good really really okay. really good it's in, I think it's brilliant the whole thing leading up everything was fresh in my mind I'd watched it yeah. all over the last few weeks you were pumped you were ready you I were psyched was, I, honestly I was so excited me and uh, me and my girlfriend went out to the pub we had a few pints we were talking about it we were excited the people around us were talking about it ready to go came back home had a roast maybe had a little uh, a little dessert it was lovely sat down hey, ready hi. to go hey, hi. Ready, ready to go don't start <laughs> Uh, it's only first podcast, and mate. It was rubbish. Really? That I, bad? I, I genuinely, I didn't think. Not only was the ending, um, was it Game of Thrones story. ending bad? Was it? Was it that bad? Uh, it was worse. Really? No, yeah, yeah, surely. The, 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 really? For me, it was worse. The Game of Thrones ending was wasn't great, but I think it had you know it had moments that salvaged it slightly with some certain scenes and battle scenes and mm. things like that. But this one, just the whole episode was from an hour. Bear in mind as well. I think series one and two, the finale of those were 60 minutes an hour. Yeah. And I think every other series up until this one had been an hour and a half. Yeah. So we get to, we get to this final episode on series six. Everyone's expected to be an hour and a half. It was only an hour again. So first right. of all, my eyebrows are already twitching. Mm-hmm. Thinking what's going on here? Mm-hmm. From start to finish, minutes one to minute 60, it was boring. Oh. Barely anything happened. Hard to follow. Dialogue was terrible. The, and then the ending itself, the I mean, the acting was terrible as well. Mm. Then the ending itself, uh, the actual climax of this whole thing about finding H, finding this one bloke, yeah, well, man or woman. This this blundering mess one it didn't make any t- sense. Turned out to be some bloke who had been, you know, yeah, exactly, a blundering mess the whole series. And you know, he, everyone knew he was a little bit iffy, but he didn't. No one really cared about him. Was not a character that anyone gave two. Monkeys about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it was it was it was rubbish. I really did not enjoy it at all. Do, and it was a really, it was a great series up until that point as well. Do you think they'll make a new one just because it's been so bad to try and salvage it or have they, have they lost well, it now? Is that my, it? Straight away, my instinct was that they've done they well not necessarily the whole episode, but I'm, I'm sure they didn't mean to make the whole episode rubbish. But uh, in terms of the actual climax of it, the actual ending, I I straight away I was thinking ah they've done that to give people a false sense of security they're going to come back with a new series and it's going to turn out not to be him it's going to be a whole new storyline they're going to carry on with it um, but the way that you know the the actors and Jamie Curio created it I've been talking on Twitter afterwards is it is in like oh we're sorry we, we, you didn't like the, the route we took essentially they took like a a route to say that you know, like uh, almost like a ph- philosophical route to say, uh, like well, corruption cannot be stopped. It's you know, it's 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 out. I think sort of it just ended like on a on a complete 
Downer. It, yeah, downer. It was. I mean, it was. It was rubbish. It really was. It feels to me like they're not actually going to do any more now. Um, and they just they totally ruined it. You're listening to the Line of Duty uh, final <laughs> series podcast. Uh, Ronan Gibbons stop talking about it. <laughs> Ronan Gibbons. Uh, where would Wolves have finished this season without all the injuries? I think around seventh to fourth. Personally, says Ronan. Um, I I'd probably go in eight to ninth, maybe. Mm. Mm. Something like that, eight, eight or ninth, uh, a bit bit higher than they are, but I, I'm not sure they'd have cracked top seven again. I think Everton are improved. West Ham having a good season. Uh, Leicester obviously having another good season. Uh, yeah. Let's have a look. What else have we got here? Uh, Stu, Stu, Stu says um, and that you think um, when he's not working for the OCG, he's been masquerading as a Premier League footballer too. It says you look a bit like Max Kilman as well, mate. So you're a little cross between Max Kilman and Pilkington. So all I'm hearing is that people are, you know, calling me a handsome young man. I appreciate oh, it. Oh God, much. we're moving on. We're I'll moving take on. it. I'll take it. Uh, who do we keep out of the loan signings? I would definitely buy Al Nori. Uh, do you think? What would you say if you had the choice now? Would you sign two? Would you sign three? Would you sign one? Would you sign zero? I wouldn't have signed um, Vitinha up until the last maybe month, to be honest. Um, but I probably would take him and Nori now. Uh, the, my concern would be, you know, if, we, if they're splashing twenty million on Bettinia, that might that might be a bit much. Mm. Um, but you know, if the if the finances were right, I would take them both. I wouldn't take William Jose. He's you know he's not really done much, has he? I know. Uh, Dowell says uh, if we do decide to continue with the back four next season, who is the best centre back partnership currently at the club, and do we need to sign a new centre back? For me, it's Bolly and Kilman. Obviously, Cody is in a three is great, but I'm not sure about a two. Why is Kilman been frozen out? Well, of course, we saw the uh, the return of, of Maximilian, uh, so you know he's uh, he's obviously back in the reckoning. But uh, what would your what would your best two centre backs be in the current squad if you had to pick? Uh, I genuinely, yeah, genuinely would agree with that. I, I, yeah. I actually would. I, I really like Cody. I think he's a great player. I really do think he's a great player. He'd come on a lot under Nuno. His leadership skills cannot be underestimated. I think it's essential for this team. Um, but I think in a four, I think he just gets pipped by Kilman. Genuinely, just gets pipped. Uh, I think that him and Bolly, Kilman and Bolly. I, I mean, when was the last time we saw Kilman and Bolly? Just as a two, have we ever seen mm. them as a two? I don't think we have off the top. No, I don't, I don't think we have either. No, no right. so it'd be interesting to see how them two, how, how them two play together. But um, I think Kilman's got. I think the issue with with, with Cody, sorry, is that he's a little bit. Um, he's not quite as physical. I think Kilman's got a bit more of that, uh, and I think in a two, that's more important than a three. In a three, Cody would be my first name on the team sheet without a doubt. In a four, I would be tempted to say that them two just pip him. What are you thinking about Liam Keane's opinion so far? Liam Keane's takes. Uh, I think you're doing a pretty good job, mate. To be fair, so far, I think it's. I think you it's. Going, it. I think it's going okay. I think it's going okay. I'm interested to see what you have. Please tweet him and uh, at at Liam Keane underscore star. Right. Okay. Um, Spurs, baby. We're, we're well over an hour here, so we need to move on. Uh, one hour six minutes. Goodness me. Spurs away. Uh, what's the play for Liam? Uh, what kind of uh, team can we expect? Do we think that he'll go with uh, with the team that, that that beat Brighton, or do you think we might see um, a couple of changes in that starting lineup? I think we'll yeah, I think we'll see a couple of changes. Um, I think we'll see the four two three one again because uh, Spurs tend to play that, uh, I, so I think he'll match them with that. Uh, I think Silver will keep his place. Um, I'd be tempted to say potentially opponents might drop out and Adama will come in. Yeah. Um, although I could see, despite him getting the goal, I could see Gibbs White dropping out and Adama coming in instead, 
So I think there'll be a change either, either way on the wings. Uh, Vitini, I can see keeping his place. And, and for me, I think Dendonka will come back in to midfield. Um, Neves or Vitini or one of them will drop out, I think. Uh, Samedo, I think, will come in as well. So I think we could probably see three or four changes. Um, one or two in a stronger sense, if you, if, if, if you like, you know, with Samedo, for example, uh, and Adama. But um, others giving some arrests, so Dendonka, I think, potentially. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, I think we'll see a few. I think we'll see 4-2-3-1, match spurs. Um, but with Nuno, he, you know, he's thrown up a few surprises now and then, hasn't he? So it's uh, it's sometimes difficult to say. Yeah, it kind of fits in with that rotation policy we kind of talked about earlier with the podcast, yeah. actually, Liam. So, yeah, interesting. So, so uh, I mean, look, Romero... Leaves me to say a prediction, please. But of course, we know, kind of know your prediction. So, are you Liam Keane saying Spurs one, Wolverhampton Wanderers two? I'm going to go for it. I mean, we just seen Leeds beat them three one, haven't we? I'm going to go for it. Why not? I like it, mate. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go two two draw. Um, but I think it'll be an entertaining game. And I think look, Spurs play open. Uh, Wolves are a little bit open if they play four at the back, uh, which I think they probably will do. It's it'll be it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good watch. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be. Um, I think they'll pick up points and good into me if they can get. If they can finish up on Villa. That would be great. Make sure you retweet this podcast when I tweet it out to be entered into our beautiful Portuguese holiday draw. Liam, it has been a pleasure. Congratulations you on your first show. I'm sure the peeps will uh, will let let you know, good or bad, how well you've done on your debut in the Wolves podcast. Please do. Um, and you shall be at, I was going to say White Hart Lane, but it definitely isn't White Hart Lane, is it? What's it called now? I, keep no, I, th- I think it's just called got a name Tottenham for Hotspur Stadium. I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that's all they call it nowadays. Mate, I say, I've been there. It's unbelievable, mate. It's, oh, it's crazy. First you, time. you can't have you know, you know, the Cordon Bleu medium meal beforehand, but that stadium is out of this world. You will love it. And, uh, of course, very happy memories from the 3-2 win with Raul scoring the winner. last season so you never ever know Uh, thank you very much mate have a great weekend everybody Um, and uh, go and follow Mr Keen on Twitter from me from Liam have a great weekend take care